1: to Nobody Told Me. I'm Laura Owens. And I'm Jan Black. If you're like us, you would love to be more creative, but how can you do that? And what is creativity anyway? And why are some of us more creative than others? Those are the questions we'll be exploring with our guests on this episode. Joining us is best-selling author and Pulitzer Prize-winning New York
2: Times reporter Matt Richtel, whose latest book is called Inspired, Understanding Creativity, A Journey Through Art, science, and the soul. Matt, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful.
2: What prompted you to write this book and who did you write it for?
3: Oh, that's, that's such a good question. I've never been asked that question before. You must be creative.
1: I, I was thinking the same thing, Mom. It's a good one.
3: Um, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out if I wrote it to skewer my parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um I wrote this because somewhere in my twenties, the person that I had been growing up evaporated, and a person who started writing a lot of books and a syndicated comic strip and music emerged. And I became overcome often with these impulses to create. So, if I'm being really honest with you, I wanted to understand this experience that I would frequently have to create. And that as I began to get older and be blessed with really remarkable friendships with world class creators, they would describe to me too. And I was like, what is this thing? And that's what happened.
1: What did people say that it felt like when they knew that a major burst of creativity was about to come on? And in your life as well, everybody,
3: what did they say? Well, can I just first ask you that question? When you, experience, when you get an idea and you're like, we got to do this show, Laura, Jan, whoever's talking because you sound alike, uh, <laughs> maybe you can't even tell the difference anymore. <laughs> you know, like, What does that feel like to you?
1: It feels like at this point in my life, like I need to write it down because it's one of those things that it feels so exciting at that time. Yeah. And you think I'm going to remember this forever, but then you realize that you won't. Unless and, that, you write it down. And, and that's the thing about that burst of it is it is it—it just feels like it's going to be a part of your life forever because it's so vivid, but then it does go away. I think for me, it's like a high, it, it's yeah. like a real
2: high intoxicating.
3: Both, both of those things are or those are descriptions i've heard and really wonderful creators in this book would tell me about this almost euphoric sensation and it would drive them ahead with the faith and belief that the thing they were doing at that moment needed to exist it had to happen it it, it was it was a crystalline feeling of purpose does that Resonate? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Can, it. Can, can I tell you a little bit why that is? And then maybe explain to you how people can find that if they haven't. Sure. Well, here's the here's one of the dirty little secrets about creativity. You've almost have to feel that way to do something creative, or you want to feel that way because doing something creative comes up against the status quo. And it's really hard to break through the status quo. I mean, just think for a second about Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Whenever just today, I was reading that like, he had a new idea for Twitter. Oh, yeah. And he had to buy the whole company. And he was like, I'm gonna buy. And I was when I when I read that, you guys, I was like, I can see him talking to his wife or partner going, I- I've got it. I know what we have to do with Twitter. Like, imagine him going back years saying, I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna destroy the entire car industry and rebuild it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Think of how much underlying force the natural inspiration has to be to overcome or combat what's already there. So that's one of the reasons nature has given us, if you will, this impulse that's so strong because breaking what exists is difficult.
2: So creativity is really important to the human experience.
3: I'm going to tell you that, that in this book, I describe and have gone and found the biological underpinnings of creativity, and I will tell you that in it is my belief now that it is the essence of the human condition. It is how we move forward, and what's interesting about it, you guys, is it's how we move forward not just as a species, it's how we... Feel satisfied as individuals. It's one of the very few areas of human experience where you can have immense joy and satisfaction, and the world can sometimes move forward as a result. I
1: thought it was so interesting that psychologists have found that you don't need to be highly intellectual in
3: order to be creative.
1: Talk right. to us a little bit about it. Are you
3: trying to are you trying to just expose to the readers how not smart I really am? <laughs> or maybe me. Did my wife feed you that question? <laughs> no, it's no,
2: encouraging.
1: It's, it, 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 it is encouraging. Why is that such good news for all of us? It kind of makes all of us feel like, hey, we have to get off the couch. I guess there's no excuse. There, it's not there just is, Elon
3: Musk. not. Well, actually, there are some excuses we can come to, but you're so right. It's one of the one of the really cool little nuggets I found in the scientific literature, you do not need to be a genius, whatever that means. Let's just say, let's measure it by IQ. But by IQ standards, if you consider that intellect or intelligence, average is just fine. And above average may even be a hindrance. So intellect is not the central Um, aspect of a creator as measured by numbers of discoveries as measured by their by their impact. It's just not that important.
2: So what are the traits of the successful creators?
3: What what creators allow themselves at baseline are a couple of things that are very related and that we might even be able to do together here online, depending on how vulnerable I can get you two to be, but they are, they involve openness and permission and lack of perfectionism. And these are all things that are easy to say, but they're actually hard to do. And I'm going to give you a really simple example. So remember I was meant we were talking earlier about these euphoric states that you come to, right? Right. Creators will often describe that they come in a period of mind wandering. Now, that sounds pretty simple, right? Like, I can let my mind wander. Do you guys feel like you're allowed to You let yourself mind wander?
1: I do, but I think it kind of depends on the time. Like, I find I can mind wander when I'm working out.
3: Great. Uh, what happens other times when you think you might be mind wandering? I feel like I have to focus again. (laughs) So so that's a really, really interesting point you made. And I bet a lot of people, um, uh, it resonates with a lot of people. There's even another factor involved. This research shows that you'll see in the book that people let their minds, can mind wander, but they really don't like it. In fact, sometimes it goes to worrying. people direct themselves to worrying, which can feel productive, right? Like maybe I should focus on this thing or when I mind wander, I go to the thing that I'm worried about. And so mind wandering can start to make people feel unhappy. They don't give themselves permission to let their mind wanders. Minds wander, which is where a lot of this fruitful stuff happens. So Gary Trudeau, who created um, Doonesbury, right he would tell me so many ideas came in the shower for him and his wife jane polly he would say like she would keep the scribble pad by her bed and all these ideas would like come to her when she woke up and famous creators like salvador dali and i believe thomas edison did the same thing they would had this crazy trait you guys they would put like um something heavy in their hands when they sat down to take a nap and would discover that as they nodded off, they would drop the thing that they had in their hands. And as their minds had been wandering as they fell off to sleep, ideas came to them. So one of the things I would say to your audience, and the science is much more outlined in the book and the ways to do this is, if you can let your mind wander, ideas will come to you. Ideas that are not so directed and so focused and therefore, may be new. Wow,
1: that's fascinating. We're glad you're part of our Nobody Told Me family of listeners, and we have a special offer for you from our sponsor, Ritual, who you may have heard us talk about
2: before. We've been big fans of Ritual's essential multivitamins and essential protein products for many reasons. We really appreciate that. With Ritual's one-of-a-kind, visible supply chain, you know the what? how and why of every labeled ingredient. And we're excited to tell you about another great product from Ritual,
1: Symbiotic Plus. It's my daily 3-in-1 clinically studied prebiotic, probiotic and postbiotic designed to help support a balanced gut microbiome. With Ritual's Symbiotic Plus I get two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional digestive discomforts like bloating, gas and diarrhea. Why include a postbiotic? It it provides fuel to the
2: cells that make up the gut lining and supports a healthy gut barrier. Symbiotic Plus comes in a delayed-release capsule that's designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon, an ideal place
1: for probiotics to grow and thrive. Symbiotic Plus comes in an all-in-one, single-nested, minty capsule. There's no refrigeration needed, so it's easy to take with you when you travel.
2: Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. It's time to listen to your gut. Ritual is offering our Nobody Told Me listeners
1: 10% off during your first three months. Visit Ritual.com NTM to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. All you have to
2: do is visit Ritual.com slash NTM to
1: start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Visit Ritual.com
2: NTM to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. I'm wondering what impact the pandemic has had on creativity.
3: Yeah, so on a highest level, I'm going to argue and I do argue that we are in the most creative period in human history. And I wrote this book against the backdrop of COVID because two things were happening and they illustrated both the benefits of massive creativity and its terrible dark side. COVID is a terrible creation. It is a creation For sure, it's new and it's spread. It's like a virus that's got great mass market potential, (laughs) But, but it's horrible. Creativity often has terrible dark sides. And even if going back to the Elon Musk example, let's just say he's come up with this incredible battery powered car and we have solar panels that power it. That is very destructive to all the people working in the coal industry. Creativity is destructive, but this period spurred so much of a response to COVID. The vaccines came out, people helped each other. We figured out new ways to work. And have you heard about this great resignation that everyone's talking about? Yes. Right, yeah. I, my impression is that a lot of people have said, wait a second, there's a new way for me to do things And there are new things I want to tackle. I mean, I was just thinking about your podcast. How how long has it been around?
2: Since 2017.
3: Mm -hmm. How did you guys come up with it? And how did you work through all the obstacles?
1: It's interesting. We came up with it in the car. So I guess that was kind of... Right, mindless, we were we on were a, a mindless drive. Yeah, we yeah. were
2: on a mindless drive down I five in California, and uh, and we had been listening to some podcasts, and we we having a discussion
1: about yeah, yeah. And having, I had
2: I had been in broadcasting for for many years and done a talk show and that kind of thing. And a podcast is pretty much the same thing as a talk show. So uh, we were just thinking that as a mother daughter duo we bring different perspectives to different topics and yeah it was kind of on a mind wandering journey
3: and what was it that allowed you two to start a talk show on a shoestring budget compared to what cost so much money to have a studio when you did it years ago or whatever what's the difference
1: i think i think passion and when we decided to go into it we wanted to have 50 episodes. It was like, we're not going to do this unless we can prove we're serious about it. And I think that was kind of a promise to ourselves that we were going to continue to work, work, work. And there's a big difference between going and saying, I'm going to put up one podcast to see how it goes versus putting up 50. It's like, yeah, yeah. you're-, you're well, you Well, can have I have one commitment. more
3: thing that I think enabled you guys? And you tell me I'm wrong, but I think technology played a huge role. Oh, uh, of course. Yes. Yeah. You oh, yeah. That, that little, little thing.
2: Yeah. Exactly. That little
3: thing. The reason I say that we're in this create period of creativity that is like no other in human history is that we have been given tools that democratize democratizes creativity. So, for instance, um, you know, when I write music, I work with people in other states. Um, I I don't necessarily need to share that with the world, but I can create that way. Books can be self-published. Apps can be written at home with the power of a supercomputer from 40 years ago. And here you guys are, and we are talking, you guys from Scottsdale, I'm in San Francisco, and we're sharing these ideas with people. It is not unlike the world has become a very close-knit Um, uh, creative hub. We've seen these in human history. Jerusalem, Florence, Harlem, parts of Russia and lots of different times in history, France. Go down the list. The world is one giant creative organism right now and we are part of it. So you're right. No excuses. The excuse people can write me nasty letters.
1: Do you think that the pandemic actually was better in terms of the opportunities it provided to the average person than to the already successful person who had an established maybe tech company and it was running really well and they were going into work. It seems like they really couldn't be a part of this great resignation because they were maybe already too deep into their company.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you've raised a really good question about layers of society and who has access to creativity. And I think that that um, th- maybe the tops and the bottoms really had more struggles. Certainly, the people who had to go into offices, and work in the nursing homes, and work on the streets doing policing, and work in the emergency rooms—this was the most brutal for them. Um, and people who were running companies ran into real challenges. Um, and I, you know, some of these people are friends running small companies, and it was really tough. There's no doubt. I think that that the that we are finding that a lot of tools have emerged to help those people as well. And though, but but it's I think it's hard. It depends on the scale of time we're looking at in the moment. It was brutal, brutal, brutal over time. We learned so much that we're now applying in our lives. But can I tell you on this excuse level, one piece of science that's worth noting? Um, As people explore why, like if people, this book is intended as a book of hope for people who may want to create and learn how people do it, but it's necessary in the book and to tell you one of these key reasons why we get so stuck and struggle with creativity. There's this great study that somebody did looking at how we actually feel about creativity. We say we love creativity. But this scholar did a study to say, do we actually feel in our hearts the way we say we feel? So the the study this guy did was the same kind of study that people do to look at implicit bias. You know, like how do people feel about races or people who are different than them? And what he discovered is we all say we love creativity, but on a subconscious level, many people associate it with vomit and toxins and poison. Wow. The reason that is, is because because creativity is disruptive. It's disruptive in our own lives, and it's disruptive to the world around us. So as people think about how to tap into their creativity, I would urge them to understand the science about what hinders us. Once you understand that, it gets way easier to blossom.
2: You know, Matt, our show is called Nobody Told Me, and we always ask our guests, what is your nobody told me lesson? So what is it that nobody told you about creativity that in retrospect, you kind of had to learn the hard way and you wish somebody had told you and you'd like to pass on to others?
3: Nobody told me that I was going to have to Feel very humble and very non judgmental of myself and others to tap my creativity. And nobody told me that I was going to collapse in my 20s and stop being a self perceived jock type knucklehead. And admit all the myriad of feelings that I had inside me in order to become creative. And nobody told me that after this wrenching period, I was going to feel so much better about myself and creativity was going to become the most important thing outside of my family.
1: Well, you make me very excited about being creative and the book is amazing. So can you tell us where people can get it and how people can
3: connect with you? Yes. First of all, I would love people to connect with me. Um, My name is Matt Richtel and my email is mattrichtel at Gmail, M-A-T-T-R-I-C-H-T-E-L at Gmail. The book is on my website of the same name. It is on Amazon. It will be in airports if it's not already. It will be at bookstores. Um, And I would love to know what people think about it, what they got out of it, and whether it spurred them at all and what they've created. Well, Matt,
2: it has been so enlightening and fun to talk with you. And we would love to have you back on again sometime, if that's okay.
3: It it would be a privilege, but I think you'll wake up in the morning and go, that what just
2: happened? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <I> think <laughs> you're wrong
3: on that. Really? We gotta we gotta end this podcast right now. 50 is enough.
2: <laughs> anyway, our thanks to Matt Richtel, whose new book is called Inspired Understanding Creativity: A Journey Through Art, Science, and the Soul. And again, his website is com. I'm Jan Black.
1: And I'm Laura
2: Owens. You're listening to Nobody Told Me. Thank you so much for joining us.